kids are naturally inquisitive. They come up with questions pretty quickly about things that are high interest for them. So that's not really different for intermediate or for moving on to secondary education. What we need to do is help kids find topics that promote inquiry. Welcome to the Indian Prairie Podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Jovani, Director of Innovation. And Candy Michelli, Director of Professional Learning. In today's episode, we are excited to welcome two members of our C9 team from the elementary school side to talk a little bit more about what's new in elementary school. Charmonique and Joan, can you guys take a moment to introduce yourselves? Hello, my name is Charmonique Joyner. I have been teaching in our district for the last 18 years. This year, I am the literacy coordinator, and I am excited about all things literacy. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is Joan Peterson, and I'm the director for elementary core curriculum. We're looking forward to having an opportunity to talk together today. Thanks, Joan and Charmonique. Thanks for being here today. We really appreciate your time. We're going to kick off the conversation and um, really want to hear from you since you've had an opportunity to see students enter the elementary schools this year. What's the scene? What have you noticed about students coming into school? I think probably one of the biggest moments that brought a smile across my face in the first couple of days, being out at buildings and welcoming students at arrival, whether they got off the bus, came up on their bikes, or were walking up with parents. By the time they started approaching the perimeter of the building, students literally wanted to run into the school. So of course, as staff members, we're like, guys, walk, let's be safe. But the truth is in our hearts, we want to say like, yeah, run in here. I mean, like they, they were so overwhelmed by enthusiasm that their little feet just wanted to motor themselves into the building. Um, some of them had not been back at all last year. And so they were really eager to come in. And then what brought a smile to my face, honestly, was seeing kids wanting to run into the building because uh, to me, that just really conveys what happens inside of a school. And it's that joy and enthusiasm and connectedness that being in person and present in school you know, can't really be replicated. And there's no question that there were buckets and buckets full of that in these first couple of days of attendance. What about you, Chair? What, what did you notice? The same thing, basically, you know, the students were so happy. They were finding different ways to greet each other, you know, instead of using hands, some of them were doing the elbow bumps and things like that, which is really good because it shows us that the students have adjusted as well. And they're just happy to be there and, and, and see their friends. So I thought that was the the biggest thing for me. Thanks for sharing that kind of that first day experience. It's always fun. And I, and I will echo, it's a great thing to see students as they walk off the bus, get out of cars. It's a lot of fun. And my second favorite day of the year is actually the day which new teachers come. And Joan, in your one of your team meetings, you I, something caught my eye that you did that was really interesting. And I think you've done this the past couple of years. It's always been interesting as a not only welcome to them, but also a way to kind of what we value in our culture. But you passed out a book to them to kind of as a read aloud to students. Can you share a little bit about the book, why it connected you, how it's so important for their class culture? Sure. So during this new teacher training days that Brian referenced, the new teacher induction, this year was particularly exciting. We had a large chunk of new elementary staff members joining us, larger than in years past, which was very exciting. And it was a mixed group of both general ed classroom teachers, K-5, as well as support staff and including reading improvement, special education staff, related services. It was um, a large, mixed, wonderful group. So that made this year's new teacher induction extra exciting. But what I usually find with that group is that they are eager to contribute to their teams when they come, 
because they, the, we hire some of the best and the brightest teachers that are out there. And the reason we hire them is because we notice something about them that we feel like will be a positive impact on our district. And so they come to us ready and eager to share, but they also join teams that have ideas that they're going to also learn from as well. So what we've tried to do the past couple of years was give them a first thing that can be something possibly that they have, that they have a chance to share with their team. So this year to our new teachers, we provided them a copy of a book by Joanna Gaines. And the title of the book is The World Needs Who You Were Made to Be. This particular book matches so closely with a lot of the efforts that we're taking on in the district, both with World of Work, as well as equity and inclusion. The book itself really exemplifies students and the way that they, their reflection or their learning is a reflection of their individual strengths and interests, which is certainly in line, like I mentioned, with world of work, as well as our social emotional learning, um, celebrating the ways that we have different strengths and interests. Additionally, this particular title highlights that every member of the school community contributes in their own way to the learning that occurs and that that diversity is what makes our community stronger. It's hard to close the book up without having a feeling of be who you are because you are who you were made to be. We're hoping that um, our new teachers have a chance to maybe share that with their students and potentially with their colleagues as a, an excellent read aloud that matches what we want to cultivate in the students in our elementary schools. And just to chime in on that, I believe that that book also echoes Dr. Talley's message that he gave us on an Institute Day. So I think that it just supports that notion for the teachers as they are coming in the district. I agree. And I've noticed all the, the tweets and some of our new teachers have been able to tweet out the book that they're reading to their staff or just exactly what Joan's intentions were. So I think that that's, uh, it served its purpose, Joan. So it's, it's a great piece of leadership there. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit. We know that our teachers did some amazing work last year. What we felt like might have been the impossible. Of course, our teachers rise to vacation and were able to teach our students virtually, sometimes concurrently. Moving from that model, now that students are, most of our students are back in the buildings. What are some shifts that you've noticed that our teachers are taking with them that they maybe learned in that virtual environment? I would have to say that educators are using technology even more now in new and innovative ways. I think that for some, you know, it was a, a big change and adjustment for them, but they conquered it. And so now they feel more confident to continue that with their students. Even now, there were, I, I still see teachers who are utilizing their Google Classroom for students to use. And then like even the virtual classrooms, all those good things, Google Meets, like those meetings and things are still being utilized in some aspects for the students. So I do think that having that push to technology just gave us a different way to explore things in new and fun ways for our students. I also think that the educators created more opportunities for the students to take ownership of their own learning. The asynchronous learning piece was, you know, for students to be able to complete their work independently. And so students really stepped up, you know, and, and they were able to keep up and, and get their work done and be responsible and be proud of the work that they took ownership of. So I also think that's a piece that is continuing. And then finally, educators adjusted a lot of their instruction in order to really individualize the learning for their students, just being able to really even more so make those connections so teachers make connections with their students at the beginning of every year. But I think having that remote learning experience 
just made it that much more meaningful. And I think that right away, that's something that teachers are continuing to do with their students because it's so important. I think Dr. Joyner is going to bring so many wonderful things to, in her role as a literacy coordinator, but not the least of which is the fact that she experienced last year's year of instruction as a reading improvement teacher. So she knows organically what that experience was like in terms of making those shifts, which makes her an asset as far as bouncing ideas off for all of our teachers in our elementary schools. They'll be speaking to someone who walked that walk right along with them. It's amazing. And I think you guys both hit on the head, just the great things that were happening in those classrooms and the shifts that they're making and really starting how important that is with connections. So today's title was what's new in elementary school. If we didn't ask this question, we wouldn't be great podcast hosts. We're rolling out some new social studies curriculum. Share a little bit about that. What, what does that mean? What does that mean for our classrooms? And tell us a little bit about that process. Well, this is actually one of the best parts when we're rolling out implementation of a new curriculum, because this is the get your feet wet portion. Last school year in the spring, our Board of Education approved our elementary curriculum that's in line with the Illinois State Learning Standards for Social Sciences. And that curriculum that was developed, it was written by just under 60 of our teachers, K-5, across all areas of the elementary school. They all contributed and came to consensus on some very inquiry-based opportunities for kids to develop an understanding of social studies in new ways than we have in the past. And by that, I mean this new curriculum, and as is the case for both elementary and what middle school and high school has sort of blazed the trail for, um, it's really about getting kids to question and then find answers, which is a bit of a shift from maybe how some of us learned social studies in the past with a textbook and then maybe answering some questions at the end of a passage. This is more about being the authors of the questions about what's happening in the world, what has happened historically, how we connect with one another. So our, I'm very, very excited about our newly approved social studies curriculum for elementary. But as I mentioned, this year, we're just beginning the implementation. And by that, our K-5 teachers have that first portion of the curriculum at their disposal to just begin to utilize it in small ways to become familiar with it, to try some things out with students. Our next portion of what uh, we'll do with this work is to curate some resources that will now support our curriculum. So that's the next charge of our committee is to um, find the best resources that are a match for the curriculum that we wrote. And once we have that in place, which will again be the work of this year for our social studies committee, we will then have the kit and caboodle. So we will be, uh, the feet wet will uh, help us maybe be in a position where we can get a little more knee deep. We're at the point where we get to try and fail and try again with um, something that's new for us in terms of the art of instruction within social studies, but uh, a very, a very exciting opportunity for us to make a shift that's going to allow for students to take, have a little more agency in their learning when it comes to social sciences. You hit on some things that obviously we think are really important, especially as we look at some of the graphs of students when they're really young, you know, the four to five, they ask lots of questions. Anybody that has a four and five-year-old at home knows how many questions they ask and it's nonstop, but then the graph kind of shows kids stop asking questions through their educational journey. And social studies through the, through the framework has really highlighted that and keeping kids curious. How does that compare to some of the things that are happening in science? Because very similar and trying to get kids to investigate and stuff like that. How, how do they work together? How, how do they connect? The connection is strong and, and intentional in both science and social studies, but 
is already the case in ELA and math. What we try to do is help kids develop a skill set to how to actually formulate a question. You bring up a good point. Kids are naturally inquisitive. They come up with questions pretty quickly about things that are high interest for them. So that's not really different for intermediate or for moving on to secondary education. What we need to do is help kids find topics that promote inquiry. So it needs to be things that kids find relevant that they want to explore more. And then once, once they, we have that engagement, then it is about how do we develop good questions? That's a skill that's acquired and requires some instruction. So starting with elementary all the way through high school, that question formulation technique of helping students become active questioners throughout their learning across all content areas is a skill that we need to nurture for all of our students so that we uh, we don't have it be the case that you described, Brian, where students stop asking those questions. If it's high interest and they know how to, how to formulate the question, we can spark that ongoing inquiry. How have you seen that connected to literacy in some, in some of our students and their reading and everything that they're doing and I think it's interest, interest, interest. We really need to stay connected to what it is that sparks learning passion with our kids. When it comes to literacy, book matching them with a genre or an author that they feel passionate about, we are in a much better position to help grow that question formulation when the student is invested in a piece of text, when it speaks to them, when they want more of it. So I think interest in literacy, and then that interest piece trickles over in math too, but it looks a little different. And that's, that's in the case that students often show interest in math when they have a chance to explain their thinking. So instead of just answering the question on the page, they get to answer how they answered and they get to describe to someone else the process they went through. And that inherently is based on their math interest. So it goes back to interest again. They're trying to solve a problem in their own way Therefore, they question some of the numbers and the way they work together. They come up with a way to solve it, and then they have an opportunity to articulate how they put their thinking together. So it is, it is really something that we see and that we are, we're trying to support students with throughout their day across the elementary day. Everything you're saying, Joan, is so important as kids are filtering through from kindergarten, fifth grade, and then there's that transition year going into middle school and eventually high school. And we know that you've worked really closely with some of those teacher leaders or department chairs at both the high school and middle school, just to, because they've kind of done some of this work already. And so really, what is it that our, we want our students to know by the time they get to high school? What is it that you think our high school and middle school teachers will need to know about these learning experiences for our students as they're making those transitions? We have been so fortunate to be able to team with our middle school and high school colleagues and have learned quite a bit from them, particularly uh, most recently with the work we did with social studies, but also in, in our other growth areas that we've done over the past few years in ELA math and science. But particularly, I'll speak to social studies, which is most recent, as we collaborated and consulted with our secondary colleagues. One of the things that they shared with elementary was just send us students who want to think and think for themselves. Uh, they, they really said they don't need to memorize facts. They don't need to, you know, be able to name all the parts of a plant. Um, what they need to do is to be able to question and think and analyze. So they basically encouraged us that if we can create a community of thinkers and a community that generates questions and wants to explore more, that we will be laying the groundwork 
for that work that will continue in both middle school and high school. So we're trying to develop uh, some continuity and a path that is aligned between kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. And the work that has been done by our secondary colleagues before us has been really pivotal in, in informing us on what we need to really focus on the most as we now embark on our social studies work at the elementary level. I think that what Joan said also speaks to us trying to move more away from the older thinking of, you know, when teachers were standing at the front of the classroom and they were just reading, you know, the social studies books or ELA material to students. Our thinking has all evolved. And this also just goes along with that because we want students to be able to get into those groups and have those opportunities to talk with each other, to question each other, to let them go back and forth and say, well, you know, I don't know if I agree exactly with, you know, with that based on what we've read, you know, in our textbooks and things like that, all those collaborative conversations and those questioning skills and things like that are all, those are life skills. And that's something that they will continue to do. So I think starting it at the elementary level and then seeing it build upon the middle school and high school are all life skills that they will continue to use as they go on. That's great. Thank you for sharing all those uh, great updates on social studies and that thinking that's going to be happening in our classrooms. We're excited to see it in action. So our last question for today, and we're excited to hear what both of you have to say on this. What's on your radar? What's next for elementary school? The most current thing on our radar is the part that really gets our blood pumping at elementary, and that is building relationships and connections with kids. We are taking our time at the beginning of the school year to try to get to know our students as individuals, welcome them into our schools and the school year, allow them to cultivate some relationships with those that they're going to learn with all year long. So as educators, that is the stuff that is part of what makes us want to teach. So on our most immediate radar, it is getting to know our people and what we can do to help them grow and learn this school year. I think moving forward from that, we are going to continue with our passion for literacy this year. Uh, We want to make sure that our volume of reading initiative, where we know the more students read, the better their, their readers they will become. So we're looking for ways to make sure that we are creating lots of opportunities for students to engage with print and text, as well as how can we really get to know our readers and then guide our readers. This is not new work for us, but it's work that we believe in and we're committed to. And so that is very much on our radar, as well as um, continuing our growth with fidelity of math instruction. We are committed to supporting all elements of common core math instruction and looking forward to some conversations this year about how we can help students be mathematicians that are thinkers and, and talk about numbers and Uh, look for ways to find efficient ways to solve problems. So we have um, much enthusiasm behind uh, these these three topics that are on the radar. Charmonique, what what would you add to that radar? Yes, Joan, piggybacking off what you said, I think that building those relationships is going to be top-notch because again, that spills over into their ELA in their math curriculum. I think another thing that will be on radar is to continuing to take care of each other Again, I go back to Dr. Talley's message to us and just making sure that we are all supporting each other and being resources for each other and spreading the joy, sharing the wealth of our skills, our new knowledge. And I hope that, you know, I can be a sounding board and and be a part of that in this new role as the literacy coordinator here for our district. 
Well, you both have spread a lot of joy in our world. I know Brian and I really like working with both of you and we learned a lot. Um, I've already learned a lot from you, Charmonique, just in your short period of time with us at district office. So we appreciate all the work that both of you do. We're looking forward to seeing all the work that occurs in the buildings as well. Thank you guys so much for having us. Thanks guys. We would like to thank both Joan and Charmonique for their time today. We love to hear about the work happening at the elementary level, but also that there is a strong focus on building a community of learners to meet the unique learning needs of each student. We would like to thank members of our curriculum and instruction team for their leadership on this topic and extend a special thank you to members of our communications department, Lisa Berry and Clayton Urbanic for making the podcast happen. If you have any further questions, please email your questions to curriculum at ipsd.org. We thank you for your time today and hope you enjoyed being part of the conversation.